What's up, game heads? It's Sunday, November 25th, 2018. I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving and enjoyed your Black Friday shopping. Now, this week on the show, we dive deeper into our Gamer of the Year talk, hopefully making more headway than last week and examining some of the Game Awards nominees in depth and seeing who we like and want to see win. Uh, we'll also travel back to World War II and give our first impressions on the newly released Battlefield Five. So we'll tackle all this and more in Glitch Therapy episode number 62. Gentlemen, prepare yourself for combat. What's up, gentlemen, and welcome to another session of Glitch Therapy. As always, I'm your host, Romando Burnside, and with me, Ben Dupe, Jose Ochoa. Also, ladies, I said gentlemen. Ladies Talking to you gentlemen. guys, but to the, to the people listening. Wait, yeah, you ladies say? and gentlemen. Hopefully, we have ladies <laughs> and gentlemen listening. I would assume we have some. I would assume. Oh, I wasn't yeah. listening to that. Yeah. What? Are you even here right now? Hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Physically, you are here. Mentally, you are elsewhere. Yeah, yep. I can are say that. At, are you at Pretty the coffee much. shop? I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my iced coffee right now. Where's your red eye from? It's a red, Starbucks. Oh, Starbucks. I got lazy and there's a Starbucks not far from my house. Yeah, so I like Starbucks sometimes. Yeah, yeah they're all right. They have good iced coffee. I'm still a basic bitch. I've been drinking creme brulees and not what creme brulee. Is that creme brulee? Isn't it oh, caramel brulee? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I've been you, no, you're only almond, a basic bitch if you're drinking uh, pumpkin, pumpkin spice. spice. I, I had one of those the other day too. They're, it's good. It's I just do like them. Too yeah. sweet. But it's, you're, I mean, you are going to be a basic bitch when you're drinking it. That's, uh, just, yeah, that's just sure. how the world works. I've accepted you know? my fate. It's fine. It's that perfect weather though. You gotta have to have your pumpkin spice latte. Yep. <laughs> Make sure it's a venti. No, because yeah. you gotta have too much liquid, dude. You have to wear your Uggs, your scarf, your hoodie. I do. I do. with the Uggs? Yes. I do a grande and I just get extra shots of espresso. So it's not See, as much exactly. liquid, yeah. but it's more caffeine. If you so. really want to if you really want to take the bullet to the face, just get a tall and then get your extra shots in there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I less see. Less liquid, more punch. That's what I see with the basic people out there. Is like it, venti doesn't mean you get more caffeine. You actually get more sh- uh, cream and sugar. Yeah, on that. exactly. If you go for the grande, grande is the perfect mix of. Yep. cream and caffeine the tall well, yeah. well, maybe you can enlighten folks with this as well i used to bartend and you bartend now yeah that's the same logic that goes into making drinks mm-hmm. if you order a tall well, somebody says do you want do you want that tall or short for that jack and coke or a captain and coke or whatever yeah you order short if you want it to be stronger because they're going to give you the same shot but they're going to give you more soda if you get it tall yeah so you're you think you're getting it. a bigger drink but you're just getting more soda yeah, that is true, and I, I let I let the people know at the bar. I'm like, you're gonna get more soda. You're not. I'm not gonna give you. Yeah, an extra shot it's not this. like an extra shot because the glass is bigger. You're yeah. getting the same. You're getting the same shit. It's like when people order margaritas. They're like, oh, give me the tallest one you have. I'm like, I'm just gonna add extra. Sh- yeah, you're just making your drink weaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just get the normal size. And yeah, so just yeah, enjoy yeah. the normal. If you're size looking drink. to get fucked up, I guess. If you're just looking for the taste, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. Logic. Enjoy your drink. Yeah, one way or the other. Sipping. Yeah, you go ahead and sip that 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 drink. I'm surprised you haven't gotten a job at a coffee shop yet. I don't want um I don't want to. You don't want to. I want to, eat? but at the same time, I don't want. It's like it's like <laughs> thing that you, you get it like you're dating someone at work. It's like don't shit where you eat or stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. It's like I don't want to ruin the my. You're not gonna want to go in there if you work there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just don't it. turn coffee into work. You know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I get that. So. Fair enough. <laughs> Man, I've been uh, I've been rewatching. Well, I rewatched the Harry Potter movies. I told you that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or watched them. Really, I'd never seen the the last ones. You before. have a Harry Potter vibe going on with that shirt. I know I do. You've been um, you've been popping a lot of cherries as far as like just stuff you haven't done before. Yeah, like the Harry Potter thing, and then you said you played uh, Cards Against Humanity for the first time this weekend. Yep, and I watched The Hobbit, which all the Hobbit movies which I hadn't seen before. Nice. Point Gryffindor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ten it point. is Gryffindor colors. I mean, <laughs> I saw the new Fantastic Beast movie. Mm-hmm. Damn, what'd you like, think of it? I know there, Lindsay said something about it last time she was on. There are some people that are upset about it because, um, man, I don't want to spoil anything. You know, it's the Can only you thing. So tiptoe around it without really giving it away. Yeah, they they make a very so one of the things. This isn't really a spoiler, I guess, but McGonagall is in the movie, right? You okay. remember Professor McGonagall? Yeah, but the movie takes place in 1920. So 
in book five, I think she said she had been teaching at Hogwarts for 20 some years or, you know, some amount of time. And it doesn't make sense. Like in this movie, she wouldn't have been born yet. Part of me mm. wants to say that's her mom teaching there or oh. something because that's too big of an oversight for them. Uh, another big thing is they're kind of retconning a big, like there's a big reveal at the end, but they're retconning a really big piece of information from the original trilogy or so it seems. Or not trilogy, but movies. The um, series, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, man. To me, it's just like The Last Jedi. Like People who are hardcore fans and have been fans since they were children are getting so upset about or up in arms over these movies. And it's like, dude, just chill, man. It's just, first of all, things are not always what they seem in Harry Potter movies. Like you'll mm -hmm. see something in book in movie three and be like, what the heck? And then it'll change in movie four, you know, and you'll be like, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. People are also spoiled with Harry Potter because when they watched the movies, when they first came out, they already knew how things were going to play out because they had read the books already. But with these, mm -hmm. we have no idea where they're going with it. So right. I think people just need to take a chill pill. And yeah. I, I really don't normally like Johnny Depp. Um, I'm not a big fan of his, but I, I liked him a lot in this movie. I thought he was used really well. Yeah. He was really like understated, Johnny Depp in this movie. Okay, because so, normally Johnny Depp's like really he's the main character, over the top. weird and over the top. And in this movie, he was actually very quiet and reserved, and it was like just the right amount of Johnny Depp for me. So <laughs> it it was cool. He made a really good Jude Law did really good as Dumbledore. I didn't realize Dumbledore was gay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like he, I That's a nice reveal. Yeah, no, that you was know. confirmed by JK Rowling a long time ago, but yeah, I had no idea. He came so, out yeah. in one of the series, like on um, the Harry Potter series. Yeah, it never but happened not in, in the, the movies though. Not they didn't in the really movie. touch on that the at book. all. But yeah. in the book they did say something about it. Yeah. Okay. It was just hinted at, but then fans had asked her about it and she confirmed that yes he and my wife mm -hmm. said my wife was like, Come on, like Dumbledore is he's fabulous like he when he leaves a room he goes like this and yeah. like you know he's just like come on he wears those like purple robes and, and stuff glitter like, comes out of yeah everywhere. but nobody, yeah, but dude, nobody like, wants like, to like like <laughs> assume anything like that you know what i mean like we're we're obviously we're, we're cool and we we don't give a shit about any of that stuff we all have gay friends and lesbian friends or whatever but some people probably are like oh i didn't want to assume that he was you know and some people probably didn't cross their mind you know what i mean so that's cool that's a cool reveal no matter how yeah. you slice it I kind of also like leaving it open, like for Rogue One fans, you you know those two guardians of mm -hmm. the whatever they were guarding the um, stones that made the lightsabers. Um, yeah. yeah, people kind of assume, some people assume they were gay, you know, and like mm -hmm. they never really said it, but like the director commented and was like, "Honestly, it's your choice. Like, if you want them to be gay, that's great, and yeah. you know that's why we left it so open because like." You know, if that's what you feel is the right fit, that's yeah. one of those things you just make that decision. Who and what you identify with is totally up to you and what you take from some of that stuff. It's kind of cool when directors or like when writers leave things kind of open-ended and ambiguous like that. So you can kind of put your own spin on certain parts of, of a book and make it your own, you know, or a movie mm -hmm. or whatever, you know. So that's kind of cool. Sometimes it's yeah. nice, too, to get confirmation if you if you care enough, I guess. Yeah. But, you know. I, I like it because it's, you know, it's a major movie and it's like nice to have... a you know a, a nice diverse section mm -hmm. i always joked with ariel because there's like i think there's like one black guy in all of the harry potter movies and he never says a word yeah. like and it's just I like think he has a few lines uh he's one of the students i can't think of his name right now but oh no i was thinking of one of the guys from the ministry of magic that's oh, there towards the end okay yeah there's a there's a, a black student i think there might be two of them but he's yeah. like, he's usually on screen here and there and like they have like you know but, scenes, but the new movie has more diverse characters. One mm -hmm. of the big things, Nagini the snake is actually, you see her as a person in this movie and she can turn into a snake. Hmm. And she like she has a curse on her, so at some point in her life when she turns into a snake, she'll never turn back to a human. Okay. And she's in this like Asian girl that looks totally badass. It's exactly what I would have pictured Nagini is looking like. It's just... Oh, that's so cool. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I love the movie, man. I thought it was great. I mean, I'm eager to see it and take the family to see it. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of mo good movies came out this weekend. Uh, I mean, that movie was out the week before, wasn't it? Or the yeah. last two weeks. Is it on? Uh, Wreck It Ralph, Wreck, uh, Wreck It Ralph, Rex the Internet, or whatever. Rex the Internet. Internet. Yeah. Did you that see came that? Out. I haven't seen that yet. Creed 2. Um, yep, Creed 2 came out. I'm like, I gotta see that one. Yeah, I um, gotta see. I wanna see that in theaters. Shit. It, yeah, a lot of good stuff starting to roll out with the holidays uh, coming around. So, 
I'm definitely going to have to uh, catch up on my movie watching. The Lion King trailer came out. Yep, that looked pretty good. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Get I mean, the, that cast is is legit. Get those tissues ready. <laughs> I'm excited that Seth yeah. Rogen is Pumbaa. I, oh, ex- really? That sounds ah, about right. Yes. Yeah. It sounds about right. James Earl Jones is, is Mufasa. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah I Childish Gambino as Simba. Simba. That's yeah, perfect. Beyonce That's the first thing Nala. I saw when that Taylor ca- that trailer came out, and then I saw Seth Gro- Seth Rogen. Everyone in the in the living room when Thanksgiving were like, "He's gonna be Pumba." Yeah. And then it came out. And then like, who who was Timon? Uh, it was um shit. I can't remember who it was. And then John Oliver was was uh, Zazu. We're just um, gonna have to see our childhood trauma all over again. But and uh, yeah, like it's good stuff, man. It's gonna be really good. I think um, everybody's going to enjoy it. Just, it'll probably get some awards and shit, too. Like, mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee it. Bill Eichner is okay. Timon. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah I, don't, I don't know him. He's from, like, uh, Billy on the Street and some Never other, like, like, skits from, like, some, uh, like, late-night TV shows. SNL. Like, late-night shows. No, he's on oh. SNL. Okay. I think he was on, like, um, I can't remember which one of those. Jimmy Fallon or one of those guys will go to him sometimes. I've never um, seen any of these movies, but he's on, he's been in some sketch comedy stuff, and he's been in movies. Huh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll check out. Is Billy on the Street worth checking out? Uh, it depends on the episode. Like that's something on YouTube that I'll pop on with Taylor, and we want to laugh about some shit because he'll have a celebrity. Like he'll have like Tina Fey or somebody, and they'll be running around like we're gonna run around and see if people know who you are, or they'll uh, ask him what your, what their favorite movie of yours is and stuff, and they'll be like, here run to somebody and be like, uh, do you know who this is? And they're like, uh, no, and they're like. Really? Well, fine. And you'll just run away. Like, fuck you. Oh, run off. He, I know. <laughs> he was... Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. And then they'll go to somebody else and be like, you know who this is? Like, yeah, this is Tina Fey. I'm like, what's your favorite Tina Fey movie? And you're like, uh, such and such. You're like, that's a stupid one. And they'll just run off and... <laughs> I know he, he's uh, all right. He he's was on Parks and Rec too. Yeah, yes, he, he was. was. He was like the gay guy who kind of was like really emotional and like freaked yeah. out on people over shit. Like that yeah. was hilarious. He's he's not bad sometimes. I mean, he's not always the most funny all the time, <laughs> but he has his moments. Yeah, for sure. But cool shit. How uh, did you guys do anything special for Thanksgiving or anything? Uh, ate ate at the fam's mm. place and uh, watched Harry Potter. We finished up the Harry Potter series. That was Such a good it. holiday series to watch. Yeah, man, because there's a lot of it and it's cold out and you can Which just one? like chill out. Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Thanksgiving yeah. slash Christmas. I couldn't movie. get into the Harry Potter series. Really? Mm. No. See, I I could never before, but then I I started again, and I think I'm building up. So I started that. That got me into witches and lions, or uh, not lions, uh, dragons and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then I moved on to Lord of the Rings and. I'm on that series now. I'm I'm working my way into Game of Thrones, so I'm okay. I'm gonna get you're ready for Game here. of Thrones. You let me know so we can so we can discuss. Yeah, I'll I'll be there. I'm kind of I've never been into the fantasy genre before, but I'm getting there. I'm thinking so. I'm gonna start Game of Thrones all over again before the new season starts, just so I can get just refreshed and everything all over again. Because oh, there's so much shit that happens in the earlier seasons that you forget about. I mean, yeah. there's the highlight moments of like you know so and so died here and this person backstabbed this person there, but. You forget about all the little the little stuff behind the scenes. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. He was, you know, with right. them on, the, you know, whatever. I'm definitely gonna have to get back into it again and watch it all over again before the new season starts. Like that one that at Sharon cameos. <laughs> what? Oh, that uh, was that was a very small cameo. But I know, but people were mad like, about that too. Like, oh, he should even have been in there. It's like he just sang a song. He didn't do yeah. anything. That's it, the main. whatever, funny. man. Like, quit being so pissy about everything. <laughs> uh, who cares? I don't know. Shit, guys, I gotta make a call really quick. I'll yeah, be you're right good, back. man. You watched Finney football uh, over the over the holiday hosting. I was watching the Redskins and the Cowboys during Thanksgiving. The Redskins which, and the Cowboys. Uh, you don't know about that game. Why? Uh, during Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to say that the game was racist or something? Or like it was that game weird? Was pretty. What? Just because it's Cowboys versus the Redskins? Like yeah. Cowboys and Indians or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, obviously, Indians isn't the way you want to say it. That was pretty it. hilarious. And then, the, and then the and then and then the Redskins got kind of their asses beat. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. This kind of history repeated what itself. <laughs> celebrating right now happy thanksgiving y'all I, and it's funny that you bring that up because i didn't even think of it that way until you brought it up when we were playing call of duty last night yeah. you're like oh i watched the game i was watching the cowboys play the redskins and then you were like that game was weird and i was like why is it weird this is football and then you brought that part i was like oh yeah yeah it was it was an awkward moment when i just brought it up at the thanksgiving dinner i'm like don't yeah. you guys find this a little awkward that the cowboys are 
beating. Well, that's the comedy thing about it anyway. I mean, I mean, it, not to go down a rabbit hole with this stuff, but I yeah. mean, a lot of people have been upset about those kind of things for years as far yeah. as like the Redskins or like the Cleveland Indians and like, yeah, you know, yeah. the Atlanta Braves and all that stuff. Yeah. So the others is coming to light it's, and eventually we're going to get over it and no one's going to care anymore. But yeah, I mean, I, I get why some people might be upset with that stuff and why some of them, because I mean, some Native Americans don't care and yeah. some do. It's just, yeah. you know, it's, it's touchy and it's been like that for so long that some people are like, just leave it alone. And people are like, let's change it. We're, we're all, you know, we're more woke now than we have ever have been. Let's let's change that stuff. So, I don't know. Um, At the same time, I, I missed out on the Macy's Parade. I wanted to see that for some reason. I watched some of it. Because... I wasn't into it. For the first time, they actually had a an, another anime character besides Pikachu in the parade. Is this this the only reason why you they wanted to watch it? Goku there, oh dude. Oh, my God. Give me a break, Hell man. Yeah, you, man. You love your anime so fucking much that you'll watch a fucking four-hour parade just to see your favorite character floating as a balloon? Yes, that's what people do outside in the New York, oh so God. why can't I do it? Did you see how cold it was it's during that parade? Freezing. It was like 19 degrees. You got still, Al Roker like rolling in this little, like, this little push car that he's riding down the street in, high-fiving people and waving. I was like, this is 19 degrees outside? And then they have people like singing and dancing in dresses and yeah. skirts and shit? Yeah. So like, they all volunteered nope. for that shit, dude. I, nope. I was inside. Uh, <laughs> people, people were freezing their asses off standing along the street just watching people walk by. I was yeah. like, man. Hmm. Yeah, and you're giving tradition. me shit just because I wanted to see Goku in the parade. At least you didn't go outside. Like, you you didn't live in that area and went outside just to watch your Pikachu balloon float by. Uh, it's not Pikachu. I definitely would have clowned you for that. I'm clowning you now. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck you for watching that fucking parade. Who watches it? A lot of people. It's a right in parade. if you watch the Macy's Day Parade and you get excited about it. Don't just tell me you watch it. Like, let us know. Email us if you watch it and you get excited to watch it. Uh, if Jose is the only one, please let me know so I can fuck with him <laughs> fuck some more. Help, I like him. Help me out, people. I get excited to watch him. Fuck off, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes you, Ben. this point, <laughs> I'm trying to make a point, and Ben comes in. I like it a lot, actually. So I can look forward to it every year. Like, God Day damn Parade, it. I love that thing. Yeah, I, I told I, you. I don't mind watching it, but I don't get excited for it. Go, oh, I better get on to. I better turn well, the TV on. I'm not saying I'm excited for it. I'm just I saying it's, I'm excited <laughs> that they actually have another this, this anime character in. in he was excited that they had an anime character in there besides Pikachu. And that's kind of where we went down the rabbit hole about the parade. But pissing is in, in a cereal, man. I know, man. Um, okay. Dick. I, clearly, I'm being a dick, Jose. What about, what, about so the, sorry. what about the dog show after the Macy's Day parade? I didn't, even, I didn't even watch that. Hey, ben, you're the one that watches that. Is, there, is there a dog show after? Always. Is yeah, there really? Since I was a little kid. Yep. Huh. It's always right after the parade. I don't know why we like watching it. It's the weirdest thing, but it's really entertaining to see all those different dogs. Sounds like tradition at this point. I mean, if you're yeah. used to watching it, why yeah. not? I guess. Hmm. Yeah, no, I but it always pulls me in. You know, I just right. they're always really cool dogs that do cool tricks and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. So Romano's out here begging on your tradition. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that the conclusion? Yeah. Is that I, what you took from this whole conversation? <laughs> yes, I did. So you switched it from me making fun of you about your anime fixation, and it turns into me being a dick because I don't like Macy's Day Parade. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll let you have that one. Get one point to Jose. Yeah. <laughs> one point to uh, Ra- I'm a, Ravenclaw. I'm a I'm a I'm a man who can admit when he's wrong. I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I think guess. I think Mondo's <laughs> Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> really? Damn. Damn. It's like <laughs> such a burn. I don't, I don't mind Slytherin, honestly. I wouldn't identify with Slytherin. I think I would. I, I mean, everybody wants to say that they're you know uh, uh, Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Yeah. But I like Ravenclaw. Actually. Ravenclaw isn't bad either, just as long as you're not fucking. Um, Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff, man. Those, I'm sorry if you like Hufflepuff, but those are the derpy kids. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> like Easily the, the derps. Class, those yeah. are the derps, man. They're in there doing <laughs> They're in a whole new level of derpness. They're, man, eating, they're, lo- they're eating a lot of popcorn and they're watching a lot of movies. That's all I'm saying. Dude, that whole reveal at, <laughs> the whole reveal at the last Harry Potter movie with Snape's arc where mm-hmm. like you find out that he was like infatuated with harry's mom and that was kind of why you had mixed feelings like that was such oh. a big reveal i was right, like right, right. my mind was blown you know because i thought he was a bad guy well, that whole thing blew everybody's mind because yeah because all those like that's like what seven movies worth of him just fucking with harry all the did time did you know that actor alan rickman was the only one that knew all the events of everything before they unfolded like oh. like right from the very first because film. of his character arc, yeah. he had to know yeah interesting like he had to know why he was you know, he cared for Harry, but he also took, he treated him badly because he reminded him of Harry's dad, which, you know, was the guy that took Harry's mom away from him. So. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a mix of emotions hmm. there. Yeah. No, it, it was just such a cool, 
reveal and such a cool plot line. So I don't right. know. I really, but that goes towards my point of like things in Harry Potter movies are not always what they seem. So people should chill the fuck out about these new movies because it's like you know all along you thought he was bad guy. He killed Dumbledore, you know, and like right. then they flipped the whole thing around on you at the last movie. So people need good. to stop sweating this like stuff about this movie because there's going to be five of them. I don't know if you knew that, but oh, I didn't know that they're making five, five Fantastic Beast movies. This I'm down. And there was a new animation before the this movie you know how marvel cinematic universe has their animation they play before the movies mm -hmm. so they had one that said warner brothers wizarding world so they're making it like an extended universe like marvel which why not dude i mean yeah. it's big enough uh, people love harry potter at this yeah. point people have harry potter parties that's just never gonna die. Those books are awesome. I mean, I might even start reading them again just for the fuck of it. I just ordered because I've never Did read you? them. Yeah, me and Harry, uh, well, me and Ariel, Ariel are thinking about <laughs> me and uh, into this shit now, dude. Me and Ariel uh, are thinking about uh, starting a Harry Potter podcast. Actually, so. dude, do it. Yeah, I, I jump on once in a while. Fuck. The um, I wanted to show you guys this meme. Said, what uh, is this? You have your mother's eyes. Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> he looks derpy. Yeah, my wife is freaking out because she like, like, because she's been wanting me to be into this for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. she's well, like, now that I finally am, she's like, loving every second of it. Hell's yeah, yeah. All right, I'll stop talking about Harry Potter. Now. <laughs> You're fine. Well, you guys think we want to move on to some news real quick? Let's do it. All right. Yep. So I don't know if you guys heard about it or not, but Sony is not going to be at E3 next year in twenty nineteen. In twenty nineteen, why not? Um, Hi. They basically pull, saying that they're just not they're not coming. They're going to do their own. Well, they didn't say this directly, but they're more or less going to be doing their own thing. So they're going to be skipping E3. They're ditching the traditional booth and press conference. This is all from uh, pulled from Kotaku. Um, yeah, so they're just they're going to be doing their own thing. They had a a. a um, a statement that they made that they said as the industry evolves sony interactive entertainment continues to look for innovative um excuse me inventive uh, opportunities to engage the community said sony in a statement playstation fans mean the world to us and we always want to innovate think differently and experiment with with new ways to delight gamers as a result we have decided to not to participate in e3 in 2019 we are exploring new and familiar familiar ways to engage our community in 2019 and can't wait to share our plans with you. Now, a lot of people on, online are speculating that they're going to be making their own announcement maybe at um, at their own show or maybe making plans to have an announcement regarding the PS5 for 2020 and they want to do it on their own terms, you know, whatever. But there's a lot of rumors floating around and speculation is why they're pulling out. And it's another blow for E3 because... Like EA pulled off and did their own thing at one point. N mm -hmm. Nintendo pretty much already has their own direct every year that they do. And it's like at some point, no one's going to be on the floor from the major three. You know, my, between Microsoft, Sony, and, and Nintendo, they're just going to pull out. And then you already changed the show to a more consumer friendly show where people off the street can, can get tickets and come in. It's like at some point, this thing is just going to transition to like a Comic Con style thing. There it is. Can I can I ask? Do you think there's there's any chance that the acquisition of Sony from Disney has anything to do with this because it's being finalized? I don't know. You know what I mean? Are, but, does Disney get Sony's gaming uh, um, division because they're buying they Sony that. as no, a whole? No. I don't think so. Oh I, no, I could I'm be thinking wrong. of Fox. Wow, I could uh, I, like I'm like what? What is yeah, this? Yeah, I'm confused. I'm thinking of Fox. I'm all. Oh, okay. I was up. like, what? Does this yeah. is breaking news on no, Glitch no, Therapy? I'm, I'm, <laughs> Sony's being bought by no, by I'm, Disney. That's my I'm like, bad. huh? Disney is taking other. No, no, no. They yeah, they're completely separate. Yeah, disregard I was that. so confused for a second. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Where'd you find this at? This is this is I don't know. PlayStation is kind of they're like they're shutting themselves in, and it's it's fine. Yeah, I mean, just because time, everybody's just been going to E3 doesn't mean you have to. Like, I, I don't know. It's just how disappointed would you be if you if you had tickets for E3 and then you found out that Sony wasn't going to be there in any capacity? If I was a pretty much, if I was the diehard PlayStation fan that I'm not, I would probably. But that doesn't mean that. that like developers that make games for Sony aren't going to be at E3, right? No, like, no. So it's just yeah. Sony. I mean, it's not mm -hmm. like. 
Honestly, what I go to E3 for is all the developers and all their, you know, if I went, it would be for all the developers and the trailers for new games and stuff. So yeah, that is true. All Sony's going to really reveal is like console updates and stuff. Am I right? Or is there anything I else? I think they're that exclusives. They as far as Sony's exclusives? Yeah. Regarding. Even those are done by different developers, though. Yeah, but they're in-house developers that Sony has like. To, you know, on contract, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, Naughty Dog is a Sony developer. If they ever broke free from Sony to do their own thing, they, I would I would assume that they wouldn't be able to take, you know, um, Uncharted with them. They would Sony would own that unless they made some kind of deal to take it with you. What about uh, Insomniac? For Insomniac, that's, that's a Sony, like, you know, in-house uh, studio. I won't say in-house. That, that makes it sound bad. I would say, like, they're a third-party developer that Sony pretty much has in... How am I wording this? They're with Sony. Just put it that way. <laughs> so That just puts it in so to put a bow on it. They're, they're with Sony. They're exclusive with Sony. So can I ask, though, does that mean that, like, Insomniac won't be at E3 then? I don't know what this means exactly. I think we need to look into it further. Um, I mean, because like, if that's what that means, then yeah, it's a bigger deal. But if it's mm-hmm. just Sony and PlayStation related things, like only right. console, then it, who cares? You know, I mean, because like, like for instance, then like like um, some of the other other the big companies, they'll still have stuff there, like kiosks for people to play on. Um, you know, things on the floor for for the fans to to interact with and whatnot. But there mm-hmm. won't be like. A press conference and a panel or like remember last year when Sony did their whole press conference and everything and they had the reveals for like uh, The Last of Us 2 and that guy came out and was playing the guitar and stuff and all that you know the whole presentation they did last year I don't remember the guitar even, like, I just the, remember The Last cool. of Us 2 yeah. like movie that I saw right yeah. and then like they, like they had a stage and everything and then like the guy that was playing like the, the little flute dealy for uh, the ghost of Tsushima and everything that people were making fun of because <laughs> they're like why'd they get a white dude to do the Japanese stuff uh, I, it, it was it was hilarious but the point is, is like they, they're not going to do any of that this year like they're not going to have a big presentation blowout for you to come in sit down in chairs and they're going to entertain you for like the next hour and reveal all this stuff so um I think it's a huge blow for E3 as far as that goes because, I mean, what's what's to say that next year Microsoft pulls out as well because they're going to do their own thing? And then if you're a fan going and get a, getting a ticket to E3, you're not walking around just one big giant convention hall. Now you got to go back outside, walk down the street two blocks to another building, go to Sony's thing, go to another building to go to EA's. You know, it's going to be all broken up, which is which kind of sucks for if you're just... I think it's it's going to either set a precedent and other developers will follow or Mm -hmm. it's going to not work and uh, at which point the next year they'll be back. But, I mean, it sounds like an experiment. Right. I'm sure they'll they'll do all their stuff at PSX and just do their own thing at at their Sony, at their actual Sony, like... um, um, Convention? Yeah, thank you. I don't no, know why no I can't. Problem. I can't remember the fucking word convention today. Yeah, it's just uh, not well, here. Sony. It's always a just thing where I just wonder if they're use. if they're like trying to just make more money. You know, like maybe. I mean, it's just always a cash grab with them. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like with Microsoft too. I don't know. Any move they make is fueled by. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like they can just say it, they can say it's about making a different experience for gamers, and it may right. partially be, but it's also going to be about like getting some of that money too. Yeah. Know? I feel True. like maybe it's just one, kind of one of those things where it's like they want to do it on their own terms, and rather than be be shoehorned into doing it at E three, mm. maybe they're not ready to reveal what they want to reveal. Maybe they want to have a little more time to pre- to prep it and get it ready. You know, you want to take it out of the oven too soon, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? But uh, definitely a, a blow for EA, uh, not EA, EA for E three. <laughs> for E three, look at me. <laughs> Fuck off, Jose. You want some coffee? I don't actually. Or maybe after I leave, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Jose. You can make me some coffee. I won't make you coffee. Ben will probably make you Piece coffee. Piece of shit, Jose. <laughs> anyway, uh, Xbox Game Pass finally is allowing preloading, which is kind of a big deal. Um, it's been what one of the that? biggest asks. Um, they're going to allow you to preload games. So, like, for instance, Crackdown 3 um, comes out this, uh, this, this spring. Mm-hmm. And they're letting you download the game now so that when the game releases, you're ready to go. Oh, that's dope. So you don't have to sit there and go, oh, the game release is 11 p.m. And then you're sitting there for another hour waiting for your stuff to download because it's a huge, like, 50 gig download or whatever. They're letting you pre-download it ahead of time. And that's going to be going forward um, for all for all the launch games going forward. So that's pretty cool. And that's going to be for Xbox and Windows. I have a question on that. So if they do the, pre-o- uh, the preload thing, mm-hmm. um, 
would that make the deliver, uh, developers do uh, patches as well for the game when it's downloading or Ooh, while it's downloading? That's a good question. I so would hope they would. The game could come out even better and more finished. Big. Yeah, finished mm. when you start playing it. If you do that would be awesome if they could do that because then they could throw some patches in ahead of time. Yeah. And if you happen to have it already pre-downloaded, then you can take advantage of those updates as long as your console is connected to the internet. Yeah. And everything, and yeah, that could be a cool thing to do going forward. I dig it. But, I mean, I can only see that happening if you pre-order the game or if you have Game Pass. I mean, I think with pre-ordering, you can do that now when you pre-order stuff digitally. I don't know. I'm 99% sure you can. I want to say I did that before um, Red Dead came out. I don't really pre-order digitally uh, normally. Yes, if it's digital, I buy it on the day of. Like, what incentive Mm -hmm. do I have for pre-ordering digitally? Mm. Yes. Mm. You play it once it comes out, once it's okay to play. Like, but I mean, I can do that on the release date. Like, there's no. So, like, pre ordering for me is like I do it with physical games because I'm worried they might run out. But, like, mm-hmm. with with online digital games, it's like they're not going to run out of downloads, obviously. Yeah, so, just, like, you know. I like the fact yeah. of being able to download it ahead of time, typically. Yeah, I guess. Which is the question are they doing that with all games? Because I know I've done it before with certain games. They'll let you do that where I can download it and it's ready to go. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to do anything. I can even do it from, from work. I'll be sitting at my desk at work, go on my phone, do my pre order, and it's like, oh, if your Xbox is connected to the internet and it's on, it'll go start downloading right now. And it's like, sweet. I get home and I can start playing right away, you know? That would that would be incentive for me to pre order mm-hmm. if I could download like a day ahead of time or something for yeah. sure. Um, and then the last thing I didn't this is light news day I guess the last thing I have is just Marvel's Spider Man uh, DLC the next DLC Turf Wars is released this past week on November twentieth it brings Hammerhead into the fold it's not really a spoiler because it happens right in the beginning of the DLC so. Not a big deal. This is uh, he's actually a part of the first DLC. Yeah, he's never you never see him, but that he's kind of who's pulling the strings. Mm -hmm. Yep. So he comes into the fold all the way in this one uh, that came out this week. So definitely check it out. There's been some complaints that it's a short, a short DLC episode. Other than that, uh, it's more a Spider-Man. So that's a good thing. Um, The third and final DLC was slated for release in December. Um, I didn't see an actual date on that. There may be one out there. I just didn't see it. But yeah, the next one comes out next month. So. And it's going to be like a Silver Sable thing. Yep. Um, Brad played the the second one. And mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of said it's kind of short. And mm-hmm. Honestly, the DLC has been kind of disappointing for me. Um, it's mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. I was I was wanting Miles Morales or like, you know, a bigger thing. And it seems to be like recycling some of the characters that you saw throughout the game. It's not actually new content or... Or, like, new characters that you didn't see in the game. So I was hoping to see some extra characters that hadn't been mentioned in the game already. So Definitely. I'm glad I'm wait- I am waited on it because I think at some point once I get done playing a lot of the stuff I'm playing now, I may go back and just, just bang through all the DLC in just one shot once it's all released mm-hmm. just for the hell of it. So it feels like more of a meaty meal of a, of gaming than just taking these little bite-sized chunks out of it and yeah. not getting as much out of it. So maybe I'll go back to it then because that game was phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, so I, I would love to get back into that world again. It was a little short for me. I, I feel like like it was such a good game. I just wanted more of it. You know, right. that was my only thing. My nephew loved it so much that uh, I just because I was over at his house uh, at one point visiting my sister and and and, and everybody uh, over the weekend, and I was looking, went in his room and he has his PS4 in there, and I'm like, oh, what games you got? And one of them was Spider Man, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, how far?" He's like, "Oh, I already beat it." He's, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool. Did you hundred percent it?" He goes, "Yeah, hundred percent it three times." He had three different save files, Jeez. and like one was like spectacular, one was like the normal, and one was, yeah. I was like, "Jeez, like what the fuck? Yeah. You need to play one of these other games you have." He had Red Dead Redemption Two and like Witcher Three and some other stuff. So he had some of the, the best games on the system. It was just hilarious that he loved Spider Man that much that he hundred percent at the game like three different times. Pretty awesome game, man. Uh, I, I feel like they just should have made it longer, you know? Right. People probably wouldn't be doing that. Because I could feasibly mm-hmm. see 100%ing it again, probably. Yeah. I don't know if why I didn't have to do it, but such a backlog. Still haven't finished it. <laughs> right? You still haven't finished it? No. You got to get on that, man. What the fuck? What are you even doing with your life? I have those two games we've been playing and talking about. What two games are those exactly? I'm going to guess here. Guess. I'm going to guess it's Assassin's Creed and uh, Call of Duty. Yeah, right now, actually. Yep, that's yeah. your two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Two favorite games. Sounds about right. So far, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like Fortnite for me. Well, 
if you guys don't have any more any news as well, I might as well move on and talk about games then. I have one. Oh, there it is. Did you guys see this Deadpool trailer they released? <laughs> I Deadpool did. Deadpool 2 trailer with, <laughs> it looks uh, is it Frank Savage? Uh, Fred it? Savage. Fred, Fred Savage, yeah. It's mm-hmm. going to be for a limited time uh, in theaters. I think yep. certain selected theaters. I want to see it. But yeah, it looks good. PG-13, keeping it, keeping it uh, you know. Keeping it friendly. Yeah, for the kiddos. Kind of friendly. To some degree. Yeah, I think I think they're testing the waters out for the acquisition of by Marvel. This time I'm right about this acquisition thing. Mm-hmm. It is Fox. But um yeah, I think they're testing the waters out. Maybe I'd love to see him in a Spider-Man movie or you know, in a in an Iron Man movie or something, yeah. I think they could pull off making him like water I won't say water down, but trying to dial in him down a, a, a smidge as far as like some of the raunchy jokes and whatnot. But I mean, that's who Deadpool is, though. So it, there's part of me that that is not cool with. I don't want them to mess with his formula. He's been doing awesome in the theaters. Um, he he's been coming. He's coming to the fold for a whole new generation of people who didn't know who he was in the comics and everything. You know. But that's so, not who he is in the comics. Like you, you could make if you went off the comics, you could tone it down a little because all the could. comics are PG thirteen too. Yeah, so I mean, I like know. you could just take it. I mean, I get it. I know he you created know I mean, he created an adult version and kind of a new genre of R rated R rated superhero. That's films. what I don't want to see happen. But if they do it right, I mean, I think it's going to be fine. Opening up the doors for more Deadpool to be seen by more people and and younger adults and whatnot is. It's fine. Yeah, I'd I'd be willing to tone him down if it, I would pay that price to to bring him into an Avengers movie or something. Oh hell you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. that. If that's the case. Sure. Yes. Yeah, like just to do it. No. Yeah, just, just for like, the sake of doing it. But yeah. yeah, if you're bringing him into the MCU, like yeah, tone it down. That's, that's he belongs in the MCU, man. Fuck I mean, yeah. If that means that there's not as many like. You know, cuss words are like straight up bloody moments, like and raunchy you know, jokes or whatever. They'll find ways to make jokes. Ryan stuff. Reynolds is a genius. He'll 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 help figure that out. I mean, he's like the Tony like the Tony Stark of the situation. Uh, not Tony Stark, but uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. of that character. You know what yeah, I mean? Like he's he going was, to bring it no matter what. He was born to play it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of him, another piece of news that Pokemon trailer that came out with uh, Detective Pikachu. P- Pikachu or what mm-hmm. is it? Detective Pikachu. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should be pretty yeah. pretty tight. It, it, it that that trailer was just weird to me in general, but it it was also awesome at the same time too. I when I'm a big Pokemon guy. When I first heard about him voicing po- Pikachu, I was like, "This is gonna be dumb." You got to think about then it. You <laughs> see I, it. That's what I thought. I was like, "I don't know." It was. It sounds but good. It, it, it sounds yeah. good. Yeah, but then yeah. I saw it, it and I was like, "This is awesome!" Like, but as it, a Pokemon fan, yeah. Jose, how did you feel about I, it? I was pretty kicked out when I saw that. Actually, the real life Pokemon and how they look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't care, Ryan. Like, you got to think about like someone at the Pokemon like company, like the. People, the people in Pokemon, yeah, mm-hmm. had to approve Ryan Reynolds to be Pikachu. Yeah, definitely. Right. Like that's something weird there, but I feel like they made a good <laughs> choice. Yeah, no, I mean, like it was just one of those things where you have to see it to understand where they're going with it. But it, yeah. Yeah. the way they did it makes perfect sense because, like, you know, Pikachu still sounds like Pikachu. His voice only sounds that way to the one kid who can understand him. So it it makes sense, you know, and, and it works. Right. In the whole series of Pokemon, Pikachu is the only actual Pokemon character that has an actual voice actor. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, like that says his name, his name or her name, whatever Pikachu you want to do. Right. But yeah, other other Pokemon just says they're like voiceovers, but mm-hmm. Pikachu actually has a actual voice. Yeah. Nice. It's cool though. I'm, I like it, man. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'll when does that come out? Uh, March 2019. There you oh. go. Cool. Yeah. Fair enough. You guys gonna move on and talk about some games for a bit? Let's do it. All right. Battlefield Five is out. It's out in the wild. Everyone's been playing it. Um, some for the most part, it's been a positive reviews for it. You know what I mean? Uh, there's been some performance issues is some some negativity around it a little bit but overall it's not a horrible game at all whatsoever um i know a lot of guys that have been playing it and they're enjoying it for the most part but i think if you're comparing it with call of duty call of duty is still like up giving there it, giving it the uppercut yeah, pretty much um you played a lot of it jose uh what have you been thinking of it so far like uh, i played a decent from? amount of it at first i because i it just jumped me into right into the campaign where 
the whole introduction thing mm-hmm. it has the same battlefield it has the same vibe as battlefield one mm-hmm. where you're one character the character dies you switch to their character stuff like that so it's basically start it's basically continuing the story of battlefield one for some weird reason in a, in a way mm-hmm. um it's a gameplay wise it's, it's good clean it's just it feels a lot of the same as battlefield one for me that's what a lot of people are saying about it that the that that's one of the issues with it like it's a beautiful game like it's gorgeous it's fucking amazing um it plays well for the most part um but there's just not a lot there like it, it suffers from from a mild a mild issue of identity crisis in in some ways like unless you're playing the main mode which is like conquest um it just i don't know it feels weird and disjointed at times um and it doesn't um the battle royale mode doesn't come out for a while right not until march so they pushed that, that seems back. weird to me right so a lot of people are saying not, uh, as far as reviewers and whatnot they're like you know it feels it's a, it's a, it feels like a great game it plays well for the most part but it feels like they they brought it out of the oven too soon like they could have benefited from a couple more months of polish and just kind of tightened things up well and also let yourself get some distance between you and call of duty too yeah, and and in the past they've actually leaned into that whole like we're gonna go head to head with them and we're gonna you know compete to see who's the best and it's like there's no contest this year if that's the case. I mean they never came out and said that that's what they were, they were doing, but in the past they've actually leaned into the whole like competition of going coming out like a month or on the close to the same time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, super weird how some of that stuff is playing out. So Charlie Hall from Polygon, uh, he went on record to say, he says, to buy into Battlefield Five in 2018 is to accept a number of flaws and compromises. With multiple game modes still in development, including a Battle Royale mode that is still months from being available, Battlefield is Battlefield Five is a work in progress. Like that's coming from you know, like from a guy at Polygon who was talking about that. And then you had another one from US Gamer. Uh, this says Battlefield Five is exactly the game you're expecting it to be. Uh, for better or for worse, it's a solid game where the shooting feels heavy and realistic with varying recoil patterns for different weapons in the hands of different soldiers. But it also doesn't necessarily have any tricks up its sleeve either. Yeah. So it's like, eh, it's too, you know, yeah, that's too, too decent, um, you know, reviews of it for the most part or just opinions on it uh, from people in the industry, or you know, but... Uh, there's I can't buy into it. It's not different enough for me. But then you can say that about Call of Duty as well. Yeah, that, Any of the that shooters, was the, you know what I mean? That yeah. was the reason I didn't buy it is because I already bought a Call of Duty game. I'm not spending $60 on a game that's not really all that different, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, I know you may, as a Call of Duty fan, you may see certain differences, but it doesn't feel different Battlefield just me. usually has there, it's more bigger scaled maps and whatnot, where Call of Duty is more tight, small maps, uh, more intimate settings, uh, if you will, as far as map size. But that's that's one of the main things you'll have. And I'm sure there's some Call of Duty and Battlefield people out there that might hear this and like, well, there's way more to it than that, you know, and, and really dig into it. I'm just really just dumbing it down, as, as you know, just for the sake of saving time. That's one of the main differences anyway. Yeah. Cool thing about this though is that yeah, this has more of a customization uh, customization pack yes. to the characters, which I find that really cool. You just have to unlock them with certain credit points you get while playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole gun customization is also pretty cool, but again, it, it I feel it's going to be a long drag to get all those stuff or to customize your character to an extent that you want them to look like or her because there's females as well in this game now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be a long process to get the character you want. Sure, um, my grabs are more on like the, the the performance side of things. Like, there's issues with frame rate drops. Uh, there's need. There's a, a strong need for balancing. Like, as far as like the planes um, and with some weapons and whatnot. Which you know, with a shooter game, that you you know what you're getting into typically with the balancing. They're gonna yeah. tweak that stuff over time, over weeks and months. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nerfing and buffing different weapons and classes and all that stuff. Um, but I will say one of the main things that I like about it is that it really makes you feel like like they're trying to set you right down into like well, how fucked up war was. Like the the change where like when you go down, like you're waiting for somebody to revive you or heal you. Mm-hmm. People, you can hear people screaming yeah. for you to come help them. Like, oh my god, bleed it out, you. Yeah. You right. hear it as you're running past, and you, you kind of feel bad not helping their ass sometimes. But you like we need to push to the objective here. 
fuck i'm sorry man i can't pick i can't get you up you hear that kind of shit all around you as bombs are going off and stuff it makes you feel like you that you you've plopped right down into world war ii um so in that aspect they've always done a phenomenal job in my opinion mm-hmm. and the game like i said before i can't tell you how enough how good the game just looks in general um yeah i just can't play too many shooters all at once like i put in a lot of time into call of duty and to split between that and this and, and put a lot of time into this too i just don't see it happening unfortunately i was like one of these is going to beat the other in my mind and call of duty already has his hooks on me so it's unfortunately i won't be playing a lot of a lot of fall uh fallout a lot of battlefield 5 <laughs> um unless uh something else changes or something i don't know won't be playing a lot of Fallout either, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't buy Fallout. I am still playing it. I'm probably going to send it back to, to Gamefly. I'm not sure. It's not really doing it for me at the moment. As, as far as, like, I love Fallout games, and, and I love how they feel and the, the the environment. I love everything about Fallout, you know, everything it brings to the table. But it's just... It doesn't I don't know. Me. I'm not feeling it this time around. It's, it's just, the it's the NPCs, man. If I had a nice yeah. story to take a hold of me, then I totally would. But there's to me, there's not enough story. I think you're right. I think it's the lack of like meaningful characters in the world that aren't like real people. Like you know, in, like like you said, the NPCs, a, a really legit story. Like it, it, I think if they if they were to patch in some stuff like that later, where they put in like just rent characters from like you know, like for, that they usually put in a regular game. That are around the world that you can find, other than just somebody in a shop that's going to sell you shit. Yeah. I think that would be a huge help to the game, honestly, one, to give one, it more character. One of the things that's always grabbed me about Fallout games has been the struggle to define your character morally. And, mm-hmm. like, are you going to be part of the Brotherhood of Steel, or are you going to side with the railroad, or, you know, yeah. like, are you going to be part of the good guys or the bad guys? Who is the good guy? Who is the bad guy? You kind of make that decision. You know, you decide who's right in this community of people. And here, there's there's none of that. You know, that could be cool if they add that in later, where like it forces everybody online to choose a side, and then in some weird way, it pits you guys against each other in more of a brotherhood kind of thing versus like you know, you know who whatever the other factions are. Yeah, and kind of kind of splits you guys off and like, okay, we were all friends, but now you got friends on your friends list that that went with the other faction, and it's like, how's that going to play out? I don't know. Like, there could be some cool ways they could spin that stuff if they get into it enough. If they could, yeah, I, I guess it'd be tough because, you know, every time you jump into a map, you're playing with different people. So it's True. like, you know, those those different people are never going to be there. I, to me, it's just, yeah, that's been always a big part about Fallout for me is like the moral mm-hmm. struggle of like who I want to play. And that's why I'll play through the game different times because it'll, you know, I'll choose one time one way and another time one way and, mm-hmm. you know, see how it plays out or whatever. So Exactly. Yeah. Well... Should we uh, talk about some game of the year talk for a minute? Yeah. Before we before we finish up or whatever. Yeah. Um, I know we had a heated debate last week, which was a lot of fun. To be it honest. was. Yeah. <laughs> I I I don't think that I've had more feedback about our show, uh, as far as just like you know, uh, just like hey, that episode was really good or whatever. I, I think I've gotten more feedback just in general about you know, people's opinions about last week's show than I have about any of the other ones in the past that I can remember anyway. I've had relatives when I was at Thanksgiving. They're like, oh, I listened to that episode, man. That you, know, you and your buddy were debating about the game of the year thing. Like, I don't agree. Or somebody's like, I kind of see his point, you know. Just, just, just out of the blue. Oh, my, someone my, saw my point. My, my, huh? my cousin, he was, he didn't agree with you. He wasn't one of the ones, but some, one of my other relatives was like, "I can kind of see his point," and I was like, "Yeah," but and then he and I kind of had a, a little mini debate, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it 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 made everybody feel away. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as like that goes, so hopefully um, we'll have some more conversations like that. I think it was a really fun time. Now, as far as game of the year. As far as just categories in general, we're talking about the game awards. They're pretty much the de facto award show for video games. They've come to the to top of the of the roost over the last I don't know five, six, seven years to take that you know upon themselves to be that. Um, there's a bunch of categories here. Rather than do our own categories and go through all of that, I figured we'd go into the, some of the categories that they're going to be nominating. Now the awards is going to the award show airs I believe uh, December is it December sixth. I'm not 100% sure on this. I want to say it's the 6th. It's like a Thursday night. Uh, December 6th, I believe. And so um, 
the categories, and there's a ton of categories. We're not going to go through all of these, but I figured we talk about some of the categories and what what games they put in there and how we feel about them and who you would pick. So for game of the year, out of the choices available, Ben, (laughs) Ben, who who would you give it to out of these games? Out of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption Two. I know you haven't played all of these, but out of the ones you have played and and what you know about the others, who would you give it to? Um, definitely Spider Man. Yeah, think. yeah, for sure. Out of out of all of those, I, I mm-hmm. for me personally, I felt like like I played Spider Man to the end. I mm-hmm. I kind of walked away from Red Dead pretty quick, it, mm-hmm. and it's just it's too deep for me, honestly. Like the world is too vast and expansive, and I feel like they they just made something that was so big and expansive and i don't know man it just it it felt like i don't have time for that you know like i just if as an adult maybe as a teenager i would have had time to play through red dead 2 but i don't know yeah that's a valid it's a valid concern you know what i mean some games are just too long i've walked away from games that were really good that i just like man i really want to finish this but it's too fucking long and then there's other stuff over here knocking at my door that i want to try the buffet is open I need to go eat some other shit. Yep. So I don't to know. me, though, like man, like the the games in this, like in here for game of the year, like like they're all, they're, they're only all open world games though, and no, it's like no, you not. don't. No. What what's Celeste? Um, so Celeste is a throwback platformer, so it's kind of an old school look. You can even check it out and and, and you know watch some video of it. But Celeste was phenomenal. You can get it on the Switch. Are they, is um, it a story game though, sort of? Um, there's some story in there, but it's it's just a phenomenal throwback platformer, man. It was like I want to say it's what eight bit or sixteen bit. I can't remember uh, for sure, but it's a really fun game, and everybody loved that game this year. I'm not um, saying these games don't deserve to be in here. I'm sure they all right. are amazing, and that's why they're here. I'm just saying, like game of the year out of these six games you know it's like you're not i don't know i think i I think you're looking at it in a reductive way of like trying to say well they're all open world or all this like don't look at it as it being an open world game or a platform or whatever they're just looking at it as overall games that are getting like great scores everybody's enjoying it like they're getting rave reviews they have quality development behind it from the sound or the 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 you know the graphical prowess of it all story they're looking at it all encompassing like don't look at it and go oh but they're all open world or all oh, they're all platformers like don't look at it like that it's just like the best games that came out this year period and god of war is not really an open world game that's not open world to me the only really? open world ones is assassin's creed i would say spider-man and red dead redemption 2 monster hunter world has some open yeah, world yeah. elements but it's not really open world it's just a big map you're running around in yeah um, but yeah, I say those three are probably the only ones. Let's move on to the next category here, or at least one of them. I know Ben's gonna enjoy this category: best ongoing game, <laughs> Overwatch. You know, yeah, uh, is that what you're saying? Oh, you, you didn't ask Overwatch? Jose what he thought of. Oh the yeah, first. You well, real quick. Well, you, Assassin's and Creed you Odyssey. Tell us what you thought. No, I wanted it. God of War. You wanted God of no, War. Wow. Assassin's Creed. Okay, <laughs> I'm torn between you, piece of shit. <laughs> I thought you were really going to say God of War. Oh, what Assassin's Creed? That's Assassin's a good Creed game. War. I forgot about that. Um, I'm torn between God of War and Red Dead Redemption 2 um, just because the story of God of War just pulled me in so deep. It was such a, it was such a nice arc of character arc and, and just reveals and just... I remember playing that fight, that first fight against the stranger when he came to your door. And oh, I was, was like, oh, like oh my God, this is like the best superhero fight that's not a superhero fight. Yeah. Um, so I'm really torn between those two. I don't think I could pick. If I had to pick one right now, gun to head, I'd probably have to give it to God of War because I've played through all of God of War already. Mm-hmm. But I haven't finished I haven't finished or experienced everything Red Dead Redemption 2 has to offer just yet. So I really don't feel like I can give it I can I can vote just yet. Um and I think Spider Man would have probably won it for me had it given given me more things to do that was less repetitive um as far as that goes. But the story in Spider Man, phenomenal. Voice acting, phenomenal, graphics phenomenal everything was great i feel like spider-man was too short for me even though i haven't finished it yet i'm like at eight ninety percent of it yeah yeah that that was my only complaint about it but i do think that you know i don't know i i guess in in retrospect i'd love i'd rather have a shorter game that i hundred percented and got all there was to get out of it than Mm -hmm. have a 
game that I is so long and so big that I'm never gonna, and I just don't want to play it because it's like I'm never gonna finish it. You but know? at the same time, and that why? also goes into like how awesome it is because it's like they put so much love and care in this thing for like the last eight years or whatever it's been that that world is so realized and like alive that it's like fuck these guys like there's a lot of detail in that shit you don't realize like there's like uh videos that i watched it was like 26 d small details about red Dead redemption 2 you didn't realize and it's like i, I watched them and shit i was like i did not notice half this shit if not all of it um but yeah i don't know we don't have to go down that yeah. rabbit hole uh, so let's just kind of poke through kind of quickly and just kind of give our impressions real quick. Like best ongoing game, you got like Destiny 2 Forsaken, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, which is amazing that Siege is making it on this list because that game was kind of dead in the water when it came out. And through, I would say like through heavy, like uh, uh, them just working on the game, putting patches in, adding new stuff, adding just working hard to make the game better, it rose to the top with, with gamers, and people love that game now. Yeah. It's doing so well. You know, for this, the last year, it's been doing yeah, really well. Yeah, this past year, this thing, this game has been blowing up, so I'm pretty, I, I'll, put a, I'll put it for Tom Cassie's yeah. Rainbow Six Siege, but um, I'm going to go for the game I actually played, which was Overwatch. Mm -hmm. Overwatch is good, too. This is a good list. Um, I would have to go between, in my opinion, it would have to be between Fortnite and Overwatch for me personally. I played all the games on this list, but um, I'd say just for like how often they upgrade stuff. I mean, not upgrade, but how often they um, update mm -hmm. and how often they add new things and, they, and just the way they reveal shit. I think Fortnite is on its it's on its game on this. Huh. Uh, Epic Games is doing a phenomenal job with this game, and it's I think it's gonna be popular for for a long time to come. Just the way that they're going through that shit. I'm sure you probably agree with me, Ben, on this. Yeah, man. I I I base it on all that, but I also base it on just what I know as far as what it's become and it's a pop culture phenomenon now it so is among it's, it's the, awesome. among a lot of age groups so there's oh, yeah. i mean like I, I have friends that are 10 year old olds like you know my brother-in-law that play it and i have friends that are you know mm -hmm. really old that play it so it was, yeah let's skip down to one of these other ones like uh like best narrative i loved detroit become human now the 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 choices in here for best narrative is Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, Marvel's Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, played all these games as well. And some of them I have beat and some of them I haven't beat. Finished Detroit Become Human. Love that narrative. And I love how it was, it was somewhat interactive for you to be able to make the choices and watch that weave its way into your story. And each the stuff you chose at the beginning of the game got to affect you at the end of the game and so on. That game was great. I don't think enough people played it. That was a good game. Yeah, mm -hmm. I tried to play it. I just wasn't a fan of the gameplay. So. Sure, sure. I'm on Spider-Man for this one, too. Oh, I, man, I thought the, okay. the narrative of Peter Parker they gave was... Mm -hmm. It's so hard to like make a Spider-Man story that's not the same as other Spider-Man stories. Mm -hmm. And this one did really well at being different. So. I love how that wasn't tied to anything, which gave them more more creative ability to do what they wanted to do. It wasn't mm -hmm. tied to any movie, any comic book particularly, or anything like that. They kind of had the the, the, the Play-Doh in their hands to mold it into whatever they wanted to. So uh, Spider-Man would definitely be one that I would vote for as well. If I could pick two, I'd pick them both. But you only got to pick one. I know. I'm, I'm going to have to give it to... Detroit, Detroit become, become human. human. Yeah, me too. Um, was there any other categories here that you saw that you'd like to kind of look into? Like, I mean best score and like uh music celeste i have to give it to celeste Wait, that music one? is so good in that game i didn't play uh nino cooney 2 which I, I plan to get around to it so i don't really have any any voice to really be voting on this category but i did play all the rest of these on the list um but celeste it's just something about that game man with like it scratches this old school itch for me as far as just the, the the visuals and the music, it's it's phenomenal. It's great. I keep using phenomenal because it's fucking. It's, it's, the it's the phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's the greatest game ever. My God. Yeah, it was good. What'd you think uh, as far as like score? Like Spider Man, I, I wanted to give it to it, but it was like because when you're swinging through and all of a sudden you hear the and the music starts building up. I hated that. But they kept on. But it, I feel like they overused it. Yeah, I did not like the whole change of music while you're swinging and just standing around it just i mm -hmm. had to mute the whole music gone. Thank you. really you turn that off, yeah. yeah you muted it all i muted it all i did not like the it fuck man i was never into the whole superhero <laughs> music thing though i guess i do spider-man but i really 
I can't honestly like it, that was a cool feature, but that wasn't that wasn't the score. That was just how they used the score. So it's right. like I mean, yeah, that's cool, but that wasn't really what this is about. This is about like the actual scoring of it. Mm-hmm. And I honestly can't really say any of the scores for any of these games stood out to me. Like sure. I, I I never heard a score and was like, damn, I'm this is a good song, you know? I mean, right. it's good. Like, or even, not even just that. Like, even just, like, how the music played into, like, the gameplay. Like, if you're doing something on par with how the music made you feel. Like, for instance, like, God of War. There were moments, like, touching moments between uh, between Kratos and his son where, mm-hmm. like, the, the music in the background was just so perfect. And, like, the way that it was, you know, is woven together that you were like, man, this this, this whole thing is, is coming together into a... a an awesome scene here was what's playing out and how the music plays in. Octopath Traveler did the same thing to me that Celeste did, where it's mm-hmm. like it scratched this old school itch where this music was like, this is classic RPG, me in my bedroom in middle school playing like an RPG uh, in front of my TV, you know what I mean? It felt so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. What is that? <laughs> I kind of zoned out a bit. Sorry. That was my go-to. Oh my god. What what about best uh best performance? Let's talk about that for a second. Um we, you know, these are the the actors that did like motion cap and like voice acting. Um Brian Deckert was as Connor from Detroit Become Human is on the list. We also have Christopher Judge as Kratos from God of War. Um I keep messing up this name. Uh Melisanthi? 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 Mahat? Yeah, as Cassandra from Assassin's, from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. She's good. Uh, yeah, she's very good. Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption 2. And then Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker in Marvel Spider-Man. Um, Brian Deckard was probably the best. He was good on that. Yeah, and he played a robot. like a, yeah. so, he so he kind of had an Android, you know, Android kind of way he was talking. So there wasn't a lot of emotion in his voice, yeah, but st- he did it yeah. so well. Stiff, monotone voice, which is just made mm-hmm. him feel like... He has no emotion, but at the same time, you could feel the emotion while he's talking. Sure. So I, I voted for him. So. Okay. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. I'd say Yuri Lowenthal for Peter Parker. He sounded like the perfect Peter Parker to me. Yeah. He yeah, did a great job. Um, also, um, Minisanti. Mo- yeah, she was really good. She was good. I liked her voice. People were picking her instead of um, um, the other guy. Yeah, because just because of how well her voice actor. Yeah, like that she did. They were saying the other guy sounded like like they, he didn't sound like shit, but he just wasn't as engaging to listen to as she was. Yeah, her something about her voice and her interaction with the characters and like all the NPCs in there was just like mm-hmm. fun, but at the same time it was like a serious vibe to her. Yeah, she was playful yet serious. Yeah. you know, uh, Christopher and, Judge did an amazing job too to give him a shout out for for God of War. You know, he was boy, you know, Kratos didn't have a lot to say. <laughs> But he still did a really good job. His grunts were amazing. Boy. Boy. Yeah. Get to the boat, boy. Um, Storytelling's only on a boat. Yeah, right. Uh, let's see. I mean, I think we probably covered most of the good ones. I mean, best mobile game. I didn't get too much into these. I know Donut County was really popular. Fortnite, you know, killed it when that released on, on mobile devices mm-hmm. as well as PUBG mobile. Um, I like the best audio design. Best uh, audio design was Forza Horizon 4. Yeah. Where over Call of Duty Black Ops 4, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. So this one, I feel like I'm, I want to give it to Forza Horizon 4. Well, of course. That's what, it's like your favorite, one of your favorite games. It's just like the <laughs> engine and all the anti-lags that go in there and then the music. So it's amazing. Nice. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of other categories we don't really have time to get into. You can probably do a part two and maybe talk more about some of these. But, I mean, like, yeah, the best action game were Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops 4, Dead Cells, Destiny 2, Forsaken, uh, Fallout, Fallout, Far Cry 5, and Mega Man 11 are in that category. Um, you got, you know, best action adventure game. That's going to be a tough one. That's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God yep. of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider squeaks in on the list as well. Um, best RPG... The list goes on. Best fighting game. We, I already know where you Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, exactly. I already knew you felt that. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably have to give it to that one, too. That was pretty legit. I mean, there's only four games in that category, too. Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, Soul Calibur Six, and Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. What? No Tekken? Um, okay. No, no Tekken. But that Tekken wasn't this year, though. Tekken oh. was last year. Oh, shit. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best Family Game. 
So yeah, I mean, we can definitely go through some more of these next time and talk some more about it. I know Joel has some some thoughts on this stuff as well, as far as some of the games that he felt should should definitely be on the list or games that he would have chosen. If you haven't voted yet, people, go on to uh, thegameawards.com slash awards, or just go to gameawards.com, uh, thegameawards.com, and you can vote on the categories. I think you can vote on each category once a day up until the awards show on December 6th. Um, and then check out the show, obviously. Um, that'll be on TV, or you can probably stream it or something like that. So that is one of the de facto award shows that they're going to be talking about all the games and everything. So get involved. Do you guys have anything to add before we before we wrap it up and nope. put, a, put a bow on this BH? No, sir. No? Okay. Well, per usual, everybody, if you want to get at the show and uh, write into us, talk to us about whatever we're talking about, um, comment on, you know, uh, Jose's choice of fucking games or something or my coffee choice coffee yeah the the coffee hipster himself yeah uh hit us up glitchtherapy at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us ask us any questions game related or not we're happy to answer those on the show uh support us uh head over to patreon.com slash glitch therapy for as little as a dollar a month you can support the show or make a one-time donation anything you choose to do is greatly appreciated we thank you in advance uh, the most important thing, though, of course, is to subscribe, rate, and review. I say it every week. I say it over and over. It means so much uh, for, for such a small action on your part. Not only is it nice to get feedback, but it helps to climb the charts so that more listeners like yourself can uh, can find us and enjoy the show as well. If you haven't done that and if you, you, you need to get in, you need to do it. If you haven't done it. Whoa, what was this? Shame I'm, on you. God damn it, shame on you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was scolding them. I was giving, you know, the finger in the face. Mm. Okay. Take it easy. I'm, I'm sorry. I had a moment. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, social media. Ben, where can we find you, my man? Uh, Benzilla Pizza everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, I'm HipsterMade. Uh, Xbox, PS4, it's your senpai. I love how every time we come to you, it's like someone's calling on you for a math problem in math class or something like that, and you're trying to think of like what the hell you wrote down. Like, read, shit, read the two paper. Two times two. Just read the paper. Six. Yep, yep, you're right. Exactly. Uh, if you want to hit me up, uh, go to... Uh, no, you got me doing it. You piece <laughs> of shit. Uh, follow me at Nerdy Romando on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to game with me, the name is Dirty Dimes on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. And of course, if you want to follow the show, at Glitch Therapy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's our show this week, Game Heads. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, have a juicy gaming week. Game on. Game on. Game on.